This is the Pixelated Saucers Podcast for the week of Wednesday, October. It's November 17th, 2021. I am your host, Marcus Nez, and today I've got a bit of games to talk about. Five, in fact. I want to get through them kind of quickly. There's nothing too crazy to talk about with any of them. And then I'm just going to wrap things up. We had a Xbox 20th anniversary celebration thingamajigger. I didn't watch it, but I was excited about the announcement of new games being added to the backward compatibility program on Xbox. 76 in total, I think. And 20 of them are roughly 20. I don't know if it's the exact number. Roughly 20 are original Xbox games, and then the rest are all 360 games. With this news came a bit of sadness, and that is the declaration that this is the end of the backward compatibility program. I am trying to remain hopeful that it's the end end because it very likely is the end, but that there is one person or maybe a very small team of people who are working either officially or unofficially on seeing what they can do. I have no hope for any game that is not there because of licensing issues, but stuff that had technical things holding them back and preventing the addition to the service, I'm hoping that there's just this small team that is working on trying to find a fix for those games. But of the games added, I was very happy overall. There were some Omissions still that are sad to see, like the club, Cold Sub Saga. The Reddit games were obviously not going to be there, I would assume, because of licensing issues. But then again, we got 50 Cent Blood on the Sand, which was probably the biggest surprise, given the fact that it's it's 50 Cent. I figured that just made it 100% never going to happen. So that was cool. But the biggest additions for me are some of the games I wanted most of all. We also didn't get the GTA games unsurprisingly right after the remasters which are apparently really dog shitty came out but we did get manhunt from rockstar and then both well all three of them i i'm not really counting the third one even though it's it's fine it's just not one of them to me but the max Payne games all three of them are joining backward compatibility as well as time splitters 2 and time splitters future perfect not the first one but then i don't know if the first one was actually on xbox that may have been a ps2 exclusive i remember playing the game on ps2 and i played all of them on ps2 because i didn't have an original xbox so that's where i played all of them but i don't know if the series was on xbox from the start so that could be why that game is not missing there's also all the fear games being added which is nice and some weird ones like the black college football experience and are you smarter than a fifth grader? Those are those are something. And it's even weirder because I believe the black college football experience is also getting FPS boost. So go, you fans of that game. Maybe it's actually a good game. I don't know. Avatar The Last Airbender, the achievement, the infamous achievement game is there, which... I got all the achievements in, but I'm kind of curious to see if... I'm sure it's not a good game, but I'm curious if maybe just the story is... Unless it's just a retelling of the the series. I'm curious if maybe it's actually enjoyable 
for the story content and whatnot. If you just ignore the fact that you got all the achievements five minutes into playing it and that the combat maybe doesn't have a lot of depth to it and is super easy and simple. But in addition to those games, what else of note was there? I mean, No Ball Doesn't Get Dark Alliance 2, which is sad, but I'm assuming that if we ever get a chance to replay that on current consoles, even more than Xbox, it's going to be via another shitty remaster. Not that the remaster of Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance is shitty, it's just so little was done that charging $30 for it is kind of shitty. And also, speaking of prices, the fact that all original Xbox games aren't just $10 is a little bit annoying. I was so ready to immediately buy Max Payne and Max Payne 2, but I only checked Max Payne 1 and it was $15. So I said, ha this is one that will probably at the very least go on sale at some point because some original Xbox games have gone on sale. The Star Wars ones, the Splinter Cell ones, and then I think Full Spectrum Warriors gone on sale a whole bunch of times and maybe one or two other ones. But then there are ones that have never, like Blood Rain 2, Dead Rights, Grab by the Ghoulies, and uh, some other ones. Conquer's Bad Third day maybe has also never gone on sale. Some of them are weird because they are owned by Microsoft and why they would never put them on sale. Fusion Frenzy, I think, had a launch sale and then it's only been like $2 off or 20% off because of its inclusion in Game Pass. But that was exciting for me as somebody who likes backward compatibility. I wish everything was and it sucks that the program is coming to an end, but it's nice to at least get this final edition of games. And of course, Skate 2, I guess, was one of the big ones that was added. Great. Nice to have all the skate games there, not just 1 and 3. No Burnout 3, that's probably one of the biggest omissions for people. And no Jet Set Radio Future was something a lot of people were disappointed in. But uh, yeah, that that is my favorite or one of my favorite bits of gaming news of the year because i just i like i like being able to play a good chunk of my collection my library on one specific device and of course the pc is that one device if you really 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 wanted one device to rule them all it's always going to be pc it's not going to be xbox it's not going to be PlayStation. it's not going to be nintendo it's going to be the pc i just associate it with work and that's why i don't I don't primarily play on PC and rarely do these days. But let's not kid ourselves. If you really care about having one place to play most of your games, technically all because of emulation and stuff like that, I mean, you can emulate a Switch as far as I know. I mean, PC is it. You can literally just play everything there. Can you play everything there legally? No. But, you know, what can you do? And also... The things you can't play legally, maybe you don't want to play them legally because to play them legally, you'd have to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars on eBay for an actual copy and then do a whole bunch of other crap. And it's just like, come on now, come on now. And probably anything of that sort is also something that if you were to buy a copy, a real copy, a legal copy, all the money you spent would be going nowhere near the original creators pockets so in the end who really cares if you're emulating 
in that sense, I don't, I don't, and I'll see, you know, preservation. But enough about all that. Let's get to what I've been playing. There's also other news. I, th- I guess the Halo multiplayer is out because people are playing it, but I don't, I don't care about the multiplayer at all. The single player is what I'm interested in, but even then, kind of want to wait for co-op. But enough, enough, enough. My Singing Monsters Playground. This is, and I played all these games on Xbox, My Singing Monsters Playground is a party game. And the way it's set up is that you can jump into any mini game that I believe you've played in the tournament mode. So they have the free play mode where you can just pick a mini game and play it. But I think they unlock only after you play them via the tournament mode. And the tournament mode is broken up into tournaments of 10, 15, or 20 mini games, I think. There's no board game or anything like that in between mini games. If you're doing a 10 game tournament, a 10 mini game tournament, you just do mini game after mini game after mini game after mini game. And there are, I believe, 25 mini games in total, 15 of which are free for all, so everyone against everyone else. Five are 1v3 and five are 2v2. You, of course, are playing as these monsters that I'm not sure if all of them are takes on like actual monsters, but like there's a, a Yeti and a tree dude and some pink one who has pom-poms for hands, and it's fine visually. It has a nice kid-friendly aesthetic, nice and colorful. The thing about it is that I I can't judge it truthfully or fairly because I only played against the AI. And playing against the AI was boring as shit. I played on the medium difficulty, the, the middle one. There are three difficulties. And they are incredibly easy on the medium difficulty. On hard, maybe they'll put up somewhat of a challenge, but I breezed through every minigame winning almost all of them except one that is just kind of like extra cheap, but the rest of them were just a breeze to win. And the minigames themselves are just they're standard fare, which is, you know, fine, whatever. You didn't do anything out of the ordinary, but you also you know, you didn't do anything like they're fine. They're fine. Are they fun? I don't really know. I can only say is that playing against the AI on medium as an adult, as a pro gamer, I got bored five games into my 10 game tournament and kind of just wanted to end it there. But I knew if I ended it there, because there's no quick resume functionality in this game as there isn't in a lot of games, especially new games. So quick resume again, I just want to remind people, super not consistent and also kind of garbage. Don't ever rely on it. But I kind of just wanted to play something else, take a break after those five things, but I wanted to get whatever achievements, loot or whatnot I'd be getting from finishing and winning the tournament. So I powered through, continued to be bored, and that's all I can really say about the game. I played 10 mini games, and I got bored after five. The AI is just incredibly stupid. The mini games are very basic and unoriginal and uninspired. There are mini games we've seen in plenty of things or slight variations of mini games we've seen. There's nothing creative in it. And it may be very colorful and all that, but it doesn't have much personality that draws you in. So it 
is just an okay party game that I think is $40, so it's not a cheap game by any means. And doesn't really do anything unique so that unless you don't have a Switch, I don't know why you would pick this up over Mario Party. As much as shade or plenty of shade is thrown towards Mario Party for this or that or being cheap in this way or that way, it still has better mini games that are more enjoyable to play and just higher production values in, in general. Did I say values, 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 all the same thing. And this does have at the very end a little bit of that cheapness in random awards given for doing certain things during the tournament. So shooting the most projectiles or jumping the most time, standing still for the longest period of time. At the end, they will award, I don't know if it's always three, but they will award a certain number of awards not a certain number of people, but they'll they'll give out a certain number of awards at the end with bonus diamonds that may be just enough to put you over their, your opponents and sneak in a win at the end. But yeah, it's 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 fine. It's fine. That's all I can really say about it. Then Despotism 3K. I don't even remember if I mentioned all these games at the beginning. I don't think I did. My single monster playground, Despotism 3K. Masto is together, Venus, the Improbable Dream, and Claim to. That's what you have to look forward to. You already know about the first one. But here, Despotism 3K is a rogue-like management game. I think that's how they put it. You have a single screen with this like factory-looking thing and, and all these like laboratory, laboratory equipment in front of you. And you have a little... like claw device that you can use to manipulate and pick up humans that you put into these various devices to work them and do stuff like produce food, create power, use them to just like you you sacrifice them to get these other type of resource. And you can also there's there's one where you can put two of them together and they'll start fucking for creating uh more population. And it's <laughs> It's a little bit graphic that that one, like you'll you'll see your little stick figures because all the all the people are stick figures. You'll see them doing like doggy style, oral. Like it, 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 if you know what sex is, if you're old enough to know about sex, you're gonna recognize a, a handful of positions. But the game itself is, it's okay. The, the the problem I have is that I don't know how much depth really is there. I played it for like an hour and got a little bit tired of it you will as you play and do more runs you'll unlock new modifiers and uh, not exactly modes but like if you lose three times you'll unlock easy mode if you do this thing you'll get a, a specific kind of power setting that you can mess around with there's a hardcore mode etc that you get for beating the game and whatnot and you have to survive i think like the, the the basic game is surviving for 30 days or something and it's just it's just like there's just not a lot there it's fine but i just don't i just don't think it has legs they do try and spice things up by having random events occur so every now and again you'll get a little alert and it could be 
someone hacking your system or whatever. And you'll get two options. They're usually both cheeky options and you're not given or, or, or the, the options you have or whatever. They aren't so clear as in this is the obvious good one or, and this is the bad one. It's just like, okay, this one seems like it may lead to good and a good outcome, but who really knows? And it's just all playing by the, the seat of your pants. And that that's kind of fun. It, it throws in this wild card aspect that makes it so that every run is different and you never know what's going to happen. And a, a good run could immediately get destroyed by some random event or a bad run or one that's not going that well could be saved by some random event. So that that bit of randomness is fun, but it can also be annoying too. Like I said, if you, if you ha- are, are having a very, very good run and everything's working well and you have just been killing it with your management and then something happens that just screws everything over, that can be really frustrating. The only thing that you have to really worry about and it becomes more complicated the 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 deeper you get in and the more you're managing and, and the more people you have working at these various stations is if you so you have to remember cuz when you put a human into a device and they're working that device you will see their energy meter their life meter their whatever meter slowly depleting as they're working cuz you know it takes effort and if you do not remove them before it reaches the very bottom, they're just going to die and they're going to be gone. So you have to remove them and then put them back into their little like home incubator where they'll recover and then you can put them back out to work after they've recovered enough. And and the nice thing about the system is that when you're doing this, because you're not manually selecting individual humans, it just automatically picks. If you're putting people into a machine to work, it'll automatically send whoever has the most strength If you are looking at something and there are four humans working in there and you want to get rid of the ones that are almost on death's door and you decide to remove two out of the four, it'll just automatically remove the two weakest ones. So that whole aspect was thought out to not make it tedious on your part. They they do all that for you, which is really nice. But yeah, it's it's just it's it's a fun concept and I like it. I just don't after playing an hour. I don't have much desire. It, it just doesn't have the legs. That's the problem with it right now. I'll play a bit more. We'll see. But I just don't think it has the legs of other roguelikes. And that's something that's really important with a roguelike because it's about just constantly doing runs and, and getting new experiences. But the new experiences aren't significant enough to make me believe I'd get a lot out of this after four hours max. So that is something to keep in mind. And it's, and it's, it's not too much. It's like a $11, $12 game, I believe. And then Masto is Together is a brutalish side-scrolling platformer, 2D platformer, with a Thomas Was Alone aesthetic. You just play a little rectangle, and it's a very simplistic geometrical world. You got little spikes that you have to avoid and stuff like that. And you can dash in any direction and do a little double jump. You can do some nice... Can you do... I think you can do a double jump. But you can also... Uh, I, I mean, you can be confusing that with the wall jumping. You can wall jump against the same wall. That kind of wall jumping. 
and it feels good. The, the The mechanics feel good, but it can be in terms of the level design, really cheap and brutal pretty early on. It it, it ratchets up the difficulty. It's not a smooth uh, increase in difficulty. It just sort of is very very easy, and then it starts to throw in some really difficult sections, and you're like, but damn, damn, this is only level eight, and you're already throwing the shit at me. But it is pretty generous with checkpoints. It's a $5 game with a launch window sale of 20% off, so it's on sale for $4 right now. I'm assuming on all platforms, on Xbox at least. And it's, you know, if you if you want a game that's going to give you a quick and easy 1,000 achievement points, trophies, etc., and you like the more challenging platformers, it's worth checking out. It's not a lot of money, so it's not like you're going to waste a bunch if you end up not liking it or it frustrates you. But no matter what, you're going to get easy achievements and all that from it. So it's it's a solid little thing. It's a solid little thing. And you know what else is a solid little thing? I'm just playing. I think it's never solid. But it sure is little. Clang 2. I'm not talking about Clang 2, but Clang 2. Clang 2 is... A rhythm-based action game, I guess. You play as this dude or lady. I don't. I actually don't know what your gender identity is or your sexual bits are, so I can't really speak. <laughs> you play as a person, but uh, my mouth is super dry. I'm trying to avoid coughing, and I want to get through this episode. But Claim Two is a rhythm action game where you play as this person on the screen and three different types of note things will appear on the screen. One, you just point in the direction and you press the X button when it like there, there's a circle one, the ring closes around it. When it gets like perfectly in line, you press the button. There's a box diamond one that when it encloses perfectly on the object, then you hold the button in the direction it's pointing. And then there's one that is an arrow, and then you have to not only press the button when the pieces are perfectly aligned, but also point in the direction of the arrow. And that one you don't have to you don't have to per, you don't have to aim at the the object at the at the 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 note that's on screen. Essentially, note you can call it. You just have to be pointing in the right direction. And you just hit the notes as they come. And when notes are happening in quick succession, it feels really good. When you're at a part of a song where notes are coming slowly and you're just kind of, there's like a lot of downtime, it's a little bit boring. But I've enjoyed what I've played of it. I don't know if I've done a great job of destroying, but that's really just it, all it is. You play these songs and instead of like with frequency, odd. Audacity, not Audacity, audio. It's not audio surf. That's, that's I mean, audio surf is a great game, but that's a different one. Amplitude, amplitude, frequency amplitude, where you're on these different note paths, or I mean, that's very similar to the way Guitar Hero works. Like, this is where notes are coming in on the screen, and you are attacking them basically with your weapon, and you either just point in the direction of it and attack, point in the direction and hold for attack, or point in the direction the note is pointing and attack and that's what you're doing as the notes are coming in and like i said when a lot of notes are coming in in rapid succession and you're just constantly performing hit after hit after hit after hit feels really good 
It's responsive, which is really important in a game like this. No, no kind of delay or anything like that. The music is solid. Visuals are good enough. They could be better, but also the more visual flair you have on screen in games like this, the more distracting they can become. So the visuals aren't distracting at the very least, which is a good thing. Uh, and yeah, I, I dig it. It's probably the game I enjoy most out of all the ones I've played this week. So yeah, definitely check out Claim 2. Nice little pleasant surprise. Last but not least is Venus, the Improbable Dream, which is a visual novel with very, very little choice. It's It's got a, a solid story. I'll give it that. Don't don't look at this if you if you like romance in your visual novels though. There's basically none of that. I don't think there's even like a hint of that really. Not in not in terms of like making choices either. Because the choices that's where this game really fails for me is in the limited number of choices. I didn't count, but I'm pretty sure there are less than ten choices throughout the entire playthrough, at least in in my run of it. But you play a young boy who was born with a birth defect, I believe, and you have a lot of anxiety and whatnot over this physical appearance thing that I can relate to as someone who's body dysmorphic, and you struggle with this, you end up joining a music club, and you're you know, working towards getting out of your shell, and I, like, it's a solid story. The issue with it for me is that there, there's just so little choice that I, at least, struggle to see the reason for its existence as a visual novel and not just an, a, a short story somewhere or whatever. I, I, I don't like consuming visual novels where I have so little actual input on the direction of the story, the direction of the character. Like, to me, a visual novel is a very apt name and like it, it, it's fine that it is what it is but i i want my games visual novels included to be more gamey than that so not exactly my jam but if you like visual novels and you don't mind very limited choices and aren't in them for the romance because there are a lot of people who just play romance heavy visual novels and, and want those types of choice like if you just want a decent story that's going to take you i don't know three four hours probably maybe even less the enos the improbable dream is uh not too shabby and i think it's like eight dollars not a lot of money there either but yeah that will do it for this episode of the pixelated sausage podcast once again I am Mark Krishnas. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you'd like to see me streaming games, you can do so over at twitch.tv slash PX Sausage. And if you'd like to see the videos I make, you can do that over at youtube.com slash pixelated sausage. Speaking of pixelated sausage, put a little dot, a little comment after that, and you've got my site, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and Attack the Backlog, both of which are available on podcast services across the globe. You can also check out my art on the site, and if you see something you like, you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash slash pxs and support us that way that is again patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way anywho that will do it that is it 
That is all. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day, a lovely rest of your week, and a fantastic weekend. All right? Please do that. You don't have to. I don't want to force you to do that, but I think you probably want to do it too. So try to do that, and I'll try to do it too. All right? All right. Adios, everyone.